Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. And everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Is we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in to the latest episode of that. SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, not a whole lot here, Shane. We're getting into the 40s now for their SEC countdown, and I gotta be honest, I'm hearing a lot less well, you know the season ain't happening, so <laughs> seems like a lot of optimism. Of course, we got NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer and all these things, and I believe hockey's starting back up, so it uh, seems like for the first time in a while here, maybe just August is going to be nothing but positivity. That's what I'm hoping for. And then there's the Marlins. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch any baseball or anything. I'm not. I, it's nothing against baseball. Just I'm. I'm all football, and uh, it. It's still. They didn't. They didn't stop anything. You know. They. They haven't closed. It's like out of the gates. This is. This is it, man. This is all we can get right now. So let's just love it. If it, it feels to me that football is a go. College football, definitely a go. The NFL's a go. So uh, this train's rolling, buddy. We're, I mean, like you said, we're almost a month away. Now, I am curious if, you know, about scheduling. I'm curious about, you know, the the direction or when do we actually start college football. But I think we're going to have it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the Marlins. For anybody that missed it, you know, we're obviously not a baseball podcast here. I don't follow baseball too much, but it was kind of hard to – to miss what was happening there. Apparently a bunch of their players tested positive after a weekend series there against, I think the Philadelphia Phillies. So -hmm. those two teams are having to pause and, you know, let's hope that anyone that got it there between those teams, they're going to be perfectly fine. Let's hope. But moving aside from that, why you don't want to see that happen. I think that potentially could be good news for college football because now we're going to have, you know, we're going to have lessons learned. Well, how did this happen? 
How do mm-hmm. these players get infected? How can we avoid that in college football? And I think more importantly, how does Major League Baseball shift to where you know they they isolate this and they you know move on from it once they uh, make sure all the players are good again? Because that's mm-hmm. that's probably what's going to be happening in college football. That's why I don't want to see necessarily, you know, of course I want the full schedule to be played and and nothing to go to go wrong and it all, and it all works out because that's what we've been talking about for months. So it's it's <laughs> weird that we have to switch it up here. But if they do go to SEC only and maybe SEC only in a rivalry game, we're going to get to that. That's kind of the show topic today. I don't really want to see them. Well, let's go 12, 13 SEC games because. I think it's going to be very, very important that we have a lot of flexibility because no one knows what we're getting into here. So having Mm -hmm. two, potentially three bye weeks and maybe even pushing the SEC championship game two to three weeks back or just having having that option on the table, I think is going to be really, really important for the coming season. And I think that's the best way it's going to happen. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. And, you know, you don't want to see any of these these student-athletes you know, get the coronavirus. You don't see hell, Mike. You don't want to see anybody get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know, they're they're lean, mean fighting machines. They're probably going to beat it a lot better than my fat ass. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> they're out. They got the medical staff there. You know, these. I'm sure there were some lessons, like you said, to be learned with this Major League Baseball and NASCAR. You know, it's another another sporting event that's that's a go. So I basketball's a go. So long as they're working the kinks out now before college football starts, I think that's going to help us, you know, uh, not make the same mistakes, you know? So you brought up some good points there. Mm-hmm. All right. So we don't have a ton of news. We got a little, a couple quick hitters. You ready to go around the league? Let's do it. Now let's go now around, let's the go league. around the league. Uh, my, my daughters said something about, me wearing a visor and need to put on a hat because I'm getting bald. So, uh, so I'm going to wear a hat from here on out. I mean, if you look over the next six years, I think we played Miami three times, Florida State six times, South Florida three times, Mississippi State once. So who's the SEC teams? You know, I mean, I don't think, I think it's an injustice for the kids. They should, we should mix those games up and you should, um, you know, play more teams from the West. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. In Louisiana, hold on a second. Hey, guys! Hey! I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you! All right, we're going to start here. This happened actually last week, late last week, and I just want to bring it up now, just in case anybody missed it, but... A four-star, well, former four-star defensive back, David Wilson, transfers out of Georgia. And this was a really touted defensive back. But it's not that big a deal for the Bulldogs because they're going to be so absolutely loaded in that defensive secondary. You know, you never want to lose a good player. I believe he's from the Miami area. Mm -hmm. He was a top 100 overall prospect. But why I really wanted to just discuss this because – he announced his transfer out of the program, like I said, late last week. No no hard feelings, but he said he wants to get closer to home, go back to home state. And then over the weekend, the first place he visits, Shane, do you take a guess? <laughs> uh, 
Listen, the Gators, maybe? <laughs> Absolutely. That's where he was. He was down in the swamp at the I was stadium. Thinking, I, was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, if he transfers, what's the one place a Georgia fan wouldn't want him to go? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there you go. I mean, Dan Mullen looks like he's after another one of Kirby Smart's transferred out players. So that's going to be something to watch. With you know, there's no indication that he that Wilson is necessarily going to go down there. I think he's going to probably give Miami a heavy look too, and they they've been killing it on the recruiting trail. So Miami, Florida, watch out. Texas, I heard they're on the list too. Mm-hmm. So that those are just ones to watch. But I just really wanted to make that note. Let's jump over to Tuscaloosa real quick. Where roll tide, man. Alabama continues to be on a recruiting tear. Over the weekend, they landed a five-star freshman, Damon Payne, the number one player from the state of Michigan, a defensive lineman. And Alabama already had the SEC's number one recruiting class, so you add another five-star on top of that. The Crimson Tide have got four five-star prospects committed right now, and mm. that's more than the rest of the SEC combined because only Tennessee and Georgia at this point have five-star players committed, so... Alabama just continues to knock it out of the park on the recruiting trail. But, of course, that's no surprise if you've been following recruiting the last 10 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they're just, they're just yeah. keeping it going. Uh, but also sticking on the recruiting trails, we can jump over to Fayetteville real quick where Woo pig. on the 4th of July, you know, the, the top quarterback in the state, Landon Rogers, decommitted from the Razorbacks. But he's back in the boat. So he announced that late, late last week. And they also have a Texas quarterback named Cole. Wait, uh, wait. So he's committed back to Arkansas. Is that right? Yes, sir. So, he, oh, okay. He decommitted a couple of weeks ago. Now he's back in the boat. And of course, you know, you can never have too many quarterbacks. And they already have another quarterback committed. I think that's what made him really, you know, reconsider his recruitment. But your number one quarterback in Arkansas, the school wants you. In-state school, Sam Pittman's going to make that a priority. So they got Landon Rogers back in the boat. So that's good news. And, you know, of course, we know they got Felipe Franks, but he's going to be one and done. They've got some depth they're building there at Arkansas in the quarterback room. And I think uh, the plan all along was to bring in two quarterbacks this cycle. So looks like they're back on track to do that. But speaking of quarterbacks here, jumping down to College Station real quick because James Foster, who was probably going to be the third-string quarterback this year, he's leaving the program. So what that means is Haynes King, touted freshman, he's probably going to have to step into you know, that third-string role, which is mm-hmm. – that's dicey if you get down – I mean, no one gets wants to get down to the third string anyway, but throwing a true freshman out there – I don't know why you make this move right before the season. You know, I think yeah, I think I'd play it out, but James Foster's making that decision and this was a kid that picked A&M over Alabama, Auburn, LSU, so he's probably going to have him some interesting options there. Mm. I'm I'm a third string if you think about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's second string, you're first. Somebody asked me the other day said uh what happened if Mike, you know, just decided not to do the pod anymore? I said, well, after I'd cry a little bit, I said, I guess we just wouldn't have a pod. He's <laughs> like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know the first thing about making a podcast. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, third third string here, relief hitter. But you're a five-star. That's all that really counts. You know what? Five-star heart, baby. All right, last thing around the league, and this is just kind of minor, but I, I love any time I can see this. 
Let's jump on down to Columbia, South Carolina, where the five-star defensive lineman Jordan Birch, number one player in the state. A lot of people say the number one defensive lineman in the nation. He's going to be wearing the number three jersey with the South Carolina Gamecocks. And I just make that note because I feel like you're going to be right up my alley here, Shane. I love anytime we get these big old linemen wearing single digit numbers. Yeah. And in particular, yeah. you know, this is the first year they're allowing people to wear zero. I wish he was number zero, but I, I can do number three. I think that's good. That's going to be a good look on Jordan Birch. Mm, I love it. Do you like the zero or double zero? Well, I guess if you're really big, double zero is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love single digit linemen, man. Just, it's just something about them. They just, I don't know. It's it's you think about some of the greatest defensive linemen to come through the SEC. You think of those single digits, and not only are they big, but they're fast. Most of them, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. I'm so pumped up for college football, Mark. I, I really am. It's 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 right around the corner, you know. I, I think everything's everything's coming together, Mike, and I just I'm. I'm pumped up, man. This 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 news matters because somebody's, you know, is there any injuries? Uh, have we heard any injuries or anything like that? Uh, no, the latest one I heard was the tight end for Tennessee, Austin Pope. But because I yeah. think, you know, they're still not to the point where they're in pads hitting each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why you're kind of not seeing too much of that. But that's supposed to start back up um, here August 1st. So, okay. I mean, you know. Hopefully we don't get any injury news, but once that starts happening, that's kind of when you when you start hearing that sort of news. You know what? Yeah, about to cross your fingers, man. Bubble wrap these boys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Put on that giant helmet that uh, Marshawn Lloyd's been supporting exactly. down there in Columbia. Exactly. I was going to post that, and I was like, you know what? If I post this picture, more people are going to talk about the big helmet than they are about <laughs> the talent this kid has. So I had to find another picture. <laughs> All right, so like I said, not a ton of news. We do got a little bit of scheduling news, but that kind of wraps up with the main topic that we wanted to discuss on this episode. Uh, so really kind of what we were thinking, you know, all indications are let, let's hope we get the full schedule played. Mm-hmm. But I think in reality what we're going to get is the conference schedule being played and a plus one model. Because that's what the ACC is trending towards. That's what the Big 12 is trending towards. We all we know, of course, the Pac-12 and the Big 10, they made the premature move to go conference only. So they're strictly sticking to their conference. But I think the rest of these Power 5 leagues are going to go plus one so they can keep some of these rivalry going. So we got to figure out who the rest of the SEC going to play in these scenarios. So uh, we're just going to run down some of these teams and who we – believe is most likely going to be their scheduled non-conference opponent for this year and who we would like to see you know it may not make sense on paper but maybe there's some some big time matchups we would really like to see Mm -hmm. and before we get into that little thing I had I did have a couple notes here on scheduling so it kind of will go with our theme here but if you didn't if you missed the news here you know, Mississippi Junior College football, that's such a big deal on that state. And there was um, some talk that there was going to be no junior college football this year. Well, the state of Mississippi said, to hell with that. We're playing junior <laughs> college football. They're starting October 1st. So, and they're only going to play divisions 
uh, local divisions, what have you. And then they're going to just, I guess, claim championships. But mm-hmm. so that's a positive sign. If you're a fan from the state of Mississippi, you want to see your junior college football because they take it seriously down there. And that's of course where last chance you started from down there. So that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I think leading up to the weekend, it was the SWAC conference, mm. which is a lower level FCS division. They have canceled their upcoming fall season. And the only reason I bring that up is because Auburn's opener, Alcorn State, they're from the SWAC, and Mississippi State's got a game scheduled very late in the year against Alabama A&M. They are also SWAC. So all of a Mm -hmm. sudden, SEC's got two more slots to fill. So that's something that kind of goes along with our theme here. Oh, buddy, Steven said not so fast, my friend, (laughs) didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll play it in the Walmart parking lot, buddy. <laughs> and the only other scheduling thing here, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Shane. Oklahoma moved up their game, so they're not even playing week one. They're playing week zero against Missouri mm-hmm. State. So now they're going to have two weeks to prepare for the Tennessee Vols, provided that, need it, buddy. that game still played. So, <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts on that, though? Oklahoma, and, and apparently they came out today here on Monday and said, you know, they wanted that extra prep to deal with, you know, virus coming off a game and everything, and, and now it's going to give them two weeks to prepare for Jeremy Pruitt's program. I love it, man. I, that, to me, it, it makes me feel like Oklahoma's a little worried about them Tennessee Volunteers. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was just a cupcake game, then why change anything? You know, just just keep running the schedule as normal. But it, to have the opportunity to prepare for the University of Tennessee makes me feel like – that they're taking them serious, you know, not saying that they, they weren't going to originally, but this is a uh, 2020 is going to be a wild season, man. We, I mean, think about everything we've had thrown at us so far. I mean, there's going to be so many moving pieces. And if Oklahoma has the opportunity to play a game, work out the kinks, and then have two weeks to get it straightened out, Dude, why not? You know, think about it. 14 days of coronavirus is usually quarantined. So if they do get it, (laughs) you know, they'll be ready to go by the time Tennessee plays. You know what I'm saying? It kind of kind of pisses me off that we're that we're not looking into doing the same thing and have two weeks to prepare for this thing. Not saying that we won't. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So would you like to see Tennessee shoot up their game against Charlotte week zero? It sounds like you would. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Let's play. Let's go ahead and play Charlotte now. Let's be the first game played <laughs> in college football, and then take the rest of the time to get ready for Oklahoma. So, uh, I yeah, definitely. I, if they can make that happen, and uh, I'm assuming that game's still on. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, Charlotte's gonna make a nice little paycheck off that thing. So um, hopefully, we don't. You know. We stick to fundamentals. We come out strong. We don't show everything. I, I, I just hope it's not a ball game. And I know you were a little worried about the point spread. But, you know, if we can just knock that one out and then get a couple weeks to prepare for Oklahoma, dude, that could be a that could be a big-time game for us. Yeah, and if nothing else, I mean, you know, you got so many people out there being pessimistic and saying, you know, the season's going to be delayed. And then mm-hmm. Oklahoma does a damn 180 here and says, we're moving the season up. So, I mean, that gives me a little, that extra confidence that these teams think they're going to be able ready to go even week zero. They don't even need extra time. So I just think that's the, that's another, the latest sign that things are trending in the right direction for a lot of these major college football teams to get on the field. 
God, I hate Oklahoma. You know, I, I hate that whole conference. <laughs> we we tweeted out that uh, the, the actually the message that we're we're about to show you guys, and it's been nonstop, man. These Texas Longhorn fans, they just think they're God's gift to football, and it blows my mind. You know what I'm saying? He, I had, I have Texas on, on my line, timeline. It's got Texas play, talking about how bad Auburn is. I'm like, have you guys looked in a damn mirror lately? You're, you are a joke. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see Texas. Uh, you know what? Let's just, I want to get into it. Let's do it, Mike. All right. Yeah. So this is what I was referencing earlier. SEC, now we're just imagining they're playing the entire SEC slate as scheduled with a plus one model. So you can schedule any team you want in the nation for that extra game. And uh, I'm going with, you know, I, I thought we should kind of just stick with the, uh, you know, the four rivalries that they're really trying to maintain here. Because I don't think that any of these games will be changed, but I think right. So we're so we'll stick with those, and then uh, I'm of course talking Florida, Florida State. Mm-hmm. I don't see any way that game's getting changed. Kentucky, Louisville, Georgia, Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Clemson. Right. So I think those games are etched in stone if this is the model they go with. But I thought it would be kind of just. You know, interesting to talk about maybe some matchups, some alternates. Yeah, some alternate matchups. So, yeah, let's stick with those four just for now. And for me, for Florida, I know Florida, Florida State's a good rivalry, but hell, the way these Florida and Miami fans go at it, and we just got that game, <laughs> I want to see Florida Miami yeah. again. How about you, dude? I that's exact same one on my list. Just because we got to get a little piece of it last year. It was a fantastic ball game, and if we could get that again every year, uh, I'm all for it, man. I think if you because if you can own Florida State, and Miami, mm-hmm. dude, you you own the state. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next on the list here, Kentucky. So again, we don't think the Kentucky Louisville certainly doesn't make any sense why they would switch this up or anything, but maybe another matchup that we would like to see. I'm interested to hear what you say on this one, but I'm going. And this may be a curveball here. I'm going Florida State, and I'll mm. tell you why, because I think – now, don't confuse this, Kentucky fans, because I think you got a better program than Florida State. But I think the national perception is that Florida State is a much better football program than Kentucky, mm-hmm. and people that don't know what they're talking about, you know, if Kentucky and Florida State met, whether it was at Florida State or at Kentucky, they would pick Florida State to win that game. And they may not even think it would be close, but I right. ju- I just think it would be great for the SEC for Kentucky to just whip the shit out of Florida State <laughs> and show everybody be like, hell, you think Florida State is one of the and they probably are they're probably like a top three or four mm-hmm. program in ACC, and they can't even hang with a program that uh, that in Kentucky that a lot of people nationally don't have a lot of respect for, but that's just how good Kentucky is, and that's how good the SEC is at the moment. Mm, I love that, Mike. I do. And I, I'm I'm going to go north. And uh, the reason is Kentucky 
you know, they're in Lexington. They're not too far from Cincinnati, and I'd like to see them play Cincinnati more often because if they can establish a footprint in that state, I think they lose a lot of recruits up there to Ohio State. You know, it, it'd be an opportunity for them to to kind of solidify their 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 pipeline up there. So more for recruiting, I'd like to see them get into Cincinnati more and, and make that a I don't know, make it because if you played long enough, you kind of create that home field and uh, divided household. So th- I think that would just be good for the brand. Mm, yeah, that's a good one because, hell, after uh, Mark Stoops and company whip Cincinnati, they could hit the hit the road on recruiting because you know they recruit Absolutely. Ohio, and then they've got so many Ohio kids on their roster. Mm-hmm. The families could easily come to the game. Yeah, I like that. That's a good selection. All right, so for let's go Georgia next. And again, we're not saying Georgia Tech's going to get left off the schedule here, but if there's another game we would like to see for me, and we're going to get a, a lot of this here in the in the years to come, we've already seen Kirby Smart kind of take shots at this program this offseason. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Georgia face Clemson this year. God. I just think that would be an epic battle here, and I think – you know, for all the hype that Clemson gets, and they, they deserve a lot of it, but mm-hmm. I think Georgia could go neck and neck with them. How about you? What's what's your ideal matchup there? That's that's a very good one, and actually on my list. But there's just something about these North teams I hate, Mike. You're going to see a theme today, buddy. I want to go up to Wisconsin, and I just the reason Ooh. is. You know, the you you think of big red teams, you think of Georgia, you think Wisconsin, and I hate the reason I hate Wisconsin. It seems like they're untested till the very end. It would be awesome if we could get this game early in the season, and it just set the tone. You know that the SEC is that much better than the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying. So I, I'd like to knock out one of those teams out earlier. You know we've seen it in the past. Uh, that you know it feels like the Big Ten kind of loses that luster if they come down here and get beat up by the big boys. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's one of those teams lately. It just seems like they're always hanging in there. I just think it would be fun. I think it would be great for for recruiting and. Uh, it just be a hell of a matchup. So uh, this is kind of out there because I was with you. I was with the Clemson more for the recruiting side of things. Uh, but I want to go up. I want to beat the Badgers. All right. Next on the list here, South Carolina. Again, Clemson, we don't see that game changing. But yeah. if there's an ideal game out there, and I kind of struggled with this one. I was trying to figure oh. the right one. Can I do this one Because in case you're stealing mine? Yeah, go, go right ahead. The Battle of the Real USC. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. The Trojans are coming over that way. Another team we can knock out. If we can get South Carolina right and get them popping, dude, you talk about just messing the entire pack 12 or whatever pack 10, whatever the hell they're called these days, (laughs) you know, just messing up the whole thing if they came over. So the battle for the real USC. Oh, man. That that one blows mine out of the water. <laughs> like I said, I was struggling to come up with a good one here, but I went with uh, Virginia because, you know, that's not a program I follow or anything, but remember we saw them in the Orange Bowl against Florida, and Florida mm-hmm. won that game pretty handily, but I came away pretty impressed with Virginia, and I mm-hmm. thought, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, that's a potential matchup, but we just saw right. that last year. There's 
That was a bad, bad loss for South Carolina. <laughs> so I don't think they want any part of North Carolina right now. Maybe a little bit of revenge factor, but yeah. when, a, when a state further north, Virginia, I just think South Carolina and Virginia, I think that would be a matchup that, that would give us a really good game. But, hell, USC versus USC, That yeah, I can't top that one. Yeah. Well, another thing, if you did do North Carolina, that's not a bad deal. I mean, yeah, it didn't work out for you last year. But if you think about the battle of, I think they call it the battle of Carolinas. I think it's a, it's a real rivalry. If you look at the last 10, 20 years, man, most of those games came down to one score. You know, there's been some, there's been some epic battles. They haven't played that much, but when they do, it makes for a good, good entertainment. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, now those were the four games that we're pretty sure is going to be locked in. So now we're going to go mm-hmm. kind of off the wall here, and we're going to have to find three opponents for Alabama, Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and Texas A&M. Mm. And I don't even think we got to do Texas A&M, Shane, because old Tom no. Herman done did it for us. Let's <laughs> kick it over to him. To fly to Los Angeles to play a night game on a Saturday night on West Coast time, to say that we played USC or to fly to Columbus, Ohio, or to fly to uh, Gainesville, Florida, when we can hop in a bus and drive an hour and a half east. I'll, I'll never understand it. Um, I, I hope someday that, that we can uh, figure out a way to be like everybody else in the country, the Clemsons and South Carolinas and Georgia and Georgia Techs and all of the examples that I gave you. We'll see. I, I know Chris Del Conte feels the same way that I do. And we've reached out to, to try to play them in the past. Uh, didn't go real well. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe this will be the catalyst to make it happen. I haven't heard anything like that. But um, who knows? Desperate times call for desperate measures, right? Oh, here, here, Coach. But we, we'd love to play them. I, I know that. At least I know it, within our program we, we would love to play Texas A&M, certainly. So if you didn't, if it wasn't totally clear that what he's saying is obviously he wants to play Texas A&M, but hell, he's willing to play him this year if need be. Yeah. That's kind of what he was suggesting. And man, if if one good thing comes out of coronavirus, <laughs> maybe it'll be this day of game because um, I know Texas A&M fans get tired of hearing it, but mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, this is just a game and it's supposed to be fun and, and that's your rival and yeah. Um, I get I get so frustrated when when fans say they don't need him and all this and I get it like we even had people talking about you know the fact that it's like going back to your ex when you got 13 girlfriends and all this and yeah. I'm thinking I'm sitting here thinking you know no disrespect to Arkansas and Vanderbilt and all these schools but it's like you'd rather watch Texas A&M play them than Texas like you're lying to yourself yeah. if you're saying that you know it's just it's it's a rival, man. I it's just I I hate that they got away from this thing, and if they could bring it back, I think it only helps the brand. It only helps SEC because I don't think Texas A and M's looking back, man. That stadium has never been more. I mean, it's, it's it's I mean everything's ready. Everything's going in the right direction. You're no longer the little brother. I hate hearing that little brother shit. You know, mm-hmm. if these two play right now, Texas would get destroyed because A&M has that much more talent because they have been recruiting with the big boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Man, I'm just, and, I'm just and who's Texas got? Who's <laughs> Texas? You know they got beat by LSU right early in the season, and I guarantee if LSU would have played them late in the season, that wouldn't even be a damn ball game. Matthew McConaughey would have left halfway through, done a lot of coke <laughs> in the bathroom, and went to the house. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what would have happened. They have no competition. Everybody wants to talk about uh, Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, okay. So it's Oklahoma and Texas, and then oh, what? About, you can't forget Baylor. Well. And our boy Brett even put on there, you know, talk about Baylor. Every now and then, Baylor's got a decent team, you know. It's like, <laughs> you look, Brett put on there, he says, Baylor hasn't scheduled a Power 5 conference team. In other words, if they're not playing their conference, they're playing nobody. A right. bunch of losers. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, of course, they're going to look good. Of course, their record's going to be good. Of course, Texas record's going to be good because nobody likes that conference and it sucks, you know. So, play them. You know, I, I, there was times in the past where Florida didn't want to play Florida State. You know, 99, I'm sure those two teams didn't want to meet up, you know. But right. nine times out of ten, the Gators will prevail, you know. They may not in the past, but they will in the future, buddy, because it's all about the SEC. Texas A&M, man, they got the talent. And I don't know who's afraid to pull the trigger. Maybe they've been hurt in the past or something like that, but they need to get that game on the schedule and get it back rolling, buddy. It can only help the brand. Yeah, and look, and here's another way I look at it because I'm right there with you. I think Texas A&M would dominate the series moving forward with the the, the SEC connection and everything. Mm-hmm. But imagine whipping up on Texas, <laughs> and then what do they have to sell to the recruits in that yeah. state anymore? You know, like we can't, we're not the better team. We're in the weaker league. We can't yeah. get you prepared for the NFL. We can't beat the Aggies. You got nothing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know. I think it. I think it suits A and M to just shut them up on the field. I love it. And these Longhorns in our Twitter feed. I tell you what, man. <laughs> I I want to retweet them all just so everybody can see how dumb they are. Well, that's the thing because I mean you're getting to the heart of it because Shane and I we're not even from the state of Texas. We didn't yeah. we didn't go to Texas A and M yet. And and it's both sides. It is Texas people, but it's Aggie people too. And they yeah. constantly bicker on social media and talk about how they don't need each other while they're living in each other's mentions. It's mm-hmm. like battle it out on the field. Otherwise, you're just going to be battling out over Twitter and no one's going to win in that scenario, I promise you. Exactly. All right, so let's go to Alabama. I wonder if we'll have – Yes, sir. Wait, can we – let's go back. Is there any <laughs> – I'm done, I'm done bashing Texas. But is there another team that you would let's say let's just let's just say that doesn't happen? Is there another team that you may be interested in A and M playing? You know, I I would really like to see them stay in state. So you know, you're looking at TCU, Texas mm-hmm. Tech, maybe even Baylor. You know, those those types of games. I don't know. I I just like seeing those. I just, I grew up watching those games. So yeah, I'd like to see one of them. I'd love to see Jimbo go back to Florida State. You know, <laughs> take him boys over there. <laughs> Knock over a few more Christmas trees, lay them out there at the end of the road, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Just something about going back home and beating the, the team you just left. I just think that would be good. All right, let's move on to Alabama. I wonder if we'll have the same one here. I think we might. We didn't even discuss these prior. But the team I really want to see Alabama play this year them Ohio State oh, Buckeyes. Oh. You're looking at my list. That's exactly who I want. They got to get revenge for that playoff loss. You know, we've, yeah. we have anticipated this matchup for years, just never have gotten it. So, I mean, I think that's the perfect opponent 
for Nick Saban. And, you know, we even, if, if there's some way somehow we can get Urban Meyer just to, you know, he's not going to be active on the sideline, but just put him in that gear, that Buckeye gear, Put him, maybe yeah. put him in the costume of the mascot or something. <laughs> we got to get him on the sideline just to, to fire this thing up. But uh, that's got to be the perfect opponent for Alabama. Yeah, without a doubt. And then, again, you can just squash the whole conference right there, buddy. You know, because it just seems like Ohio <laughs> State's always like, well, they should be in the playoffs, even though they have one loss. Well, if they get smoked by Alabama, then we're not saying that anymore. So uh, that's that's definitely on my list. Another one that, that I thought about would be interesting is just right up the road, Michigan, even though we had the, the bowl game. You know, bowl games aren't as – you know, unless you're playing in the playoffs, they, I mean, they've kind of lost their luster a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you could get those guys playing week two, week three somewhere, man, that could be a, that could be exciting game because when, I mean, honestly, you look up, you know, Wikipedia, the top winningest teams in the, in the world, you know, you're going to get Alabama, Ohio state and Michigan and any chance that you can get Alabama to get another win. And those guys get it or loss. I think that's a win in everybody's column. Mm-hmm. All right, how about for Vanderbilt? I think I may have found a really good one here because I look at this program as the ACC's Vanderbilt, but I'm going Wake Forest. Mm, Vanderbilt okay. versus Wake Forest. I think that's an ideal matchup. How about you? Hey, you know, I the, I ain't going to lie. I had trouble with this one. I went from the Blue Raiders there at MTSU. I was like, you know, I don't want to do them like that. If you could get them right, I think it would. Let's just say, okay, for starters, I thought about Purdue, mm-hmm. uh, even though the last time they met didn't turn out so great. But, right. it, you know, I, th- I just something about those programs seems like they should match well. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of a coach coming in there, making Vanderbilt great, and then going to Penn State. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I like know? that. Anchored down right in his front <laughs> lawn, buddy. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, once again, Shane saves the day with a with a solid selection where I have failed. So we got a several games here. The rest of these teams currently have non-conference matchups that may go on. And some of these games are really good. I kind of hope they are played. So we'll talk about that. But then if we can move on from that, maybe games we'd like to see. And let's start with Auburn who's scheduled to play North Carolina in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium there. I think that'd be a hell of a matchup. I think that'd be one of the, the better non-conference games of the season. But if we can't get that one, Shane, I don't know if you know the history here. I would love to see Auburn and Notre Dame because I believe that's the one team that Auburn has not played or I, I don't know the history, but I know for a fact Auburn and Notre Dame have never played, and that's it's basically the only Power Five, you know, prestigious team, I think, that Notre Dame has never played is Auburn. So there's been discussions of, of them potentially getting together down the line, but it's just never yeah. happened. So I would like to see that first ever Auburn-Notre Dame series. Dude, that'd be great, man. I, I like that. I really do. It's funny. You talk about Auburn and then your dog starts barking. I was thinking <laughs> Chad Morris, right? You know, it's like every time, every time you bring up Chad, you know, but I, I'm going to go a little different and I want to knock out 
the UCF. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about ultimate revenge. Having a list of them claim national championships because they played Auburn that, you know, I'm saying, I mean, that, that would be an ultimate revenge game. I would love to see that happen and just destroy them. (laughs) Oh man. And then they can get, Alabama to claim them as a national champion, you know, <laughs> it's like so stupid. So that's, that's the one on my, that's, that's like a bucket list game right there. Cause one day them two will play. Uh, but I had no idea about the Notre Dame. That seems like that should happen. Right. All right. So Mississippi state, they're scheduled to go to NC state. I don't know much about NC state, so I don't really know if this would be that great of a game. I don't think NC state was very good last year. Mm-hmm. But I got actually two matchups here, and for very different reasons. But do you remember last year in the bowl game, Texas A&M played Oklahoma State, and they seemed to have about three or four guys that were some of the fastest players I ever seen in my life. Yeah. So I'd like to see Mississippi State, Mike Leach, Mike Gundy offense go head to head. I mean, it might oh. be first one to like seventy points in that ball game. Mm-hmm. And if we couldn't get that, I mean, that's the only reason I really wanted that one, just to see those two offenses go <laughs> head-to-head. But if we couldn't get that, I'd love to see the Pirate lead Mississippi State over Texas Tech, the school that screwed them over, and, and yeah, let them know right. uh, they have not ever recovered from that one. So how about, is there anyone that sticks out to you from Mississippi State? Well, I thought about Oklahoma just because they're not that far away. It'd be great for recruiting. You know, it's just their 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 color schemes aren't that much different. You know, it's just I thought that that would be a good matchup. But if we're going to Oklahoma, believe it or not, I'm going to switch over to Oklahoma State because I like the idea of a little fun and gun with old Gundy and the mullet. You know, I just think that uh, that would be a fantastic matchup. Now, I do have, Mike, I've got an alternate alternate, okay? (laughs) We're going to take these boys. We're going to load them up on an airplane, and we're taking them to Boise. And they're going to play there on the blue field because I thought about – the sensory overload when you've got the blue f- field and the cowbells going in the stands, it could be, it could be the, uh, you know, maybe we could get them to all wear home color jerseys, you know, just as just overload the screen. You know what I'm so I don't know that that may never happen. That may be a dumb idea, but well, I don't know. I know you're not a big uh, cartoon guy, but I, I know this from buddies that, you know, there's like Japanese cartoons that like flash yeah. lights and before those they play them, they say, they have to say, you know, warning, like children occasionally have seizures. <laughs> yeah. Like they're going to have to do that for this one. There's going to be, exactly. be careful. I mean, there's, there's too much sensory overload here. Oh man, it'd be crazy. I think that, that, that would be, yes, definitely a sensory overload. Mike Leach <laughs> would love it. You know, he'd talk about it for weeks. All right, so Missouri, Eli Drinkowitz and company, they're scheduled to go to BYU. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's good reason to believe that game will be stay on the schedule because the fact that BYU is independent, they need games. Yeah. But I got the perfect matchup. This is going to be an obvious one for Mizzou fans. I want to see them play Kansas. That's the same thing as Texas, Texas A&M. I mean, these teams have played 100-something times. Yep. And now that they're not in the same conference, they've ceased to play. They are going to play again. Thankfully, they've they've come to their senses. It's a little bit down the line. But Missouri, Kansas, 
I don't think he can get a much better opponent for Missouri than that. Nope, that's it, Mike. That is the that's the one I've got circled here. Um, I do like the idea of Colorado a little bit, uh, just because they've been screwed by Colorado so many times. It'd be nice for them to get a little bit of a revenge, you know. Yeah. But I, I think Kansas is the is the no brainer here. All right, Ole Miss. They're scheduled to play Baylor in Houston. We don't know if that game will be played or not, but there's who? A, Who's this again? Ole Miss. Oh, okay. They're scheduled to play Baylor. But if we can't okay. get that one, I've lined up even more interesting matchup. <laughs> I believe they play in two years, so I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But I want old Hugh Freeze and Liberty to come back to Oxford. <laughs> Week one of the season. See the headlines now, baby. <laughs> probably get that corona right before he gets there and he'll be in his quarantine jail up there in the box oh geez you know i when i think old miss there's there's one game and we got to see it last year and i i wish i wish things would have went different but i think old miss memphis is a game that a lot of people don't think is important but you know, that Memphis area is heavily recruited by Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and there's a lot of Ole Miss fans in Memphis, you know. So I think that should be the rivalry. Let those boys play every year, you know, and, and establish the dominance so that they can keep getting the recruits out of Memphis. And they'll be set for life, man. Yeah, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but my dad's family is from Memphis. Mm-hmm. Their big holidays, Thanksgiving – when I go to the Thanksgiving table, you know, there's 40, 50 people there. It's a big event. And that's the great thing about Memphis. You know, if you didn't know it, you might think that was just a Tennessee town. And there mm-hmm. certainly are Tennessee fans there. But, you know, my family there in Memphis represents it. We got Ole Miss. We got Mississippi State. We got Arkansas. We got Auburn. We got Tennessee all in the family. So, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a hodgepodge of a city there. And, and I would say Ole Miss definitely right there neck and neck with Tennessee as a number one probably support base from Memphis. So I, I think you're on to something there. Absolutely. You ever watch Blindside? I mean, come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing shady with that recruitment. No, not at all. All right, how about LSU? They're scheduled to play Texas. You know, that was a that was a hell of a game last year. Would have no issue with that staying on the docket. They're coming to Baton Rouge. But – is there another team that you'd like to see LSU play this year? Yes, Death Valley. And even though we got to see it in the national championship and I loved every second of it, I'd love to see a continuation of the LSU Clemson. I just think that those the, the, those just make for great ball games. And whether you're playing at night over there or you're playing night at Death Valley, the real Death Valley, mm-hmm. that's the one down in, in Louisiana. <laughs> I just think that it, it just it's great entertainment and it just puts the ACC back where they belong. Ooh. Well, I'm surprised you didn't go this route that I went because, you know, we talk so much about revenge here. I would love to see LSU play Southern Cal who dismissed Coach O because he talked Coach. funny <laughs> after leading them. I believe they were 6-2 and two or 7-1. and one. Uh-huh. Only lost was to a top-10 team. Should have got that job. They've never recovered from that decision. LSU-USC, mm. just a little classic revenge. And, and hell, I mean, those are two premier 
power program. So I think it would make for some entertaining. Nothing wrong with it, with LSU Clemson, but we did just see it. So I'd like to mm. see Coach O get some revenge. Wouldn't that be something? Have hit, have them. You got Ole Miss on the schedule. Maybe put Tennessee in there. Just just do it all, you know, <laughs> Coach O. Where where else has he landed? <laughs> All right. Hey, happy birthday, Coach O, by the way. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. He's... Let me let me ask you something, because I'm a little lost with the whole Coach O relationship thing. Now, he's he's separated, right? Yes, sir. Cause, okay, because ESPN put this thing out, and, you know, it's him at the, with a baby face, but he's with his wife, and I was like, wait, they're, they're not together anymore. So Coach O's flying solo. This is a this is big gear for Coach O. That's why he's running so much, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Getting on Tinder, you know? <laughs> All right, final two we got here, Arkansas. So they're scheduled to play Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I'd hate to lose that one. I mean, that's that's a hell of a premier matchup there. Yeah. But if we did, you know, I, we've got we've already talked Texas on this list, but I think that's where I'm going, Texas, because you know, that used to be quite the rivalry, Arkansas and Texas. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that matchup again. And I think we're getting it in a, in the next couple of years. They've scheduled a series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, you got anyone in your mind for Texas or excuse uh, me, not, for Arkansas? Yeah, actually, the same same Texas. I just think that you, you think in the past, like I was trying to think with Arkansas, like what would be a good game, and, and for some reason that one kept came in up coming up in my mind. So I, I just think that that would be good because there are, I mean. There's a lot of people in Arkansas that are Texas fans. You know what I'm saying? That you know, I'm it going down to Jerry's world. It'd be nice to go down just to the state and whoop somebody's tail. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I like the idea. Uh, and get, and not to mention, I think it would. Golly, could you imagine if if Arkansas established more of a presence in the state of Texas? You think about recruiting and stuff, man. Uh, that may be just what Sam needs. Yeah, and sticking on that theme, you know. If we went by this hypothetical schedule and said Texas, Texas A&M already playing, we can't pick them. Mm-hmm. I was thinking a nice backup would be TCU, who did have a little series there with Arkansas a couple of years ago. And, you know, one of those games was kind of a dud, but the other one was a thriller, overtime thriller. So mm-hmm. I think Arkansas-TCU, that'd be a fun matchup potentially too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, last but not certainly not least here for you, Shane, Tennessee, of course, scheduled mm. to play Oklahoma. Hope that game happens because I think that could be Tennessee's, you know, real opportunity to come out on the national stage and say, you know, <laughs> we can win on the road against a team projected to win the Big 12. But if there's someone else on the that you could add to Tennessee's schedule, who would that be? Mike, if you're listening to this pod, you probably think I hate this state, but I'm going to say Texas again mm. just for the battle of the real UT so I don't have to hear that anymore you know maybe maybe then they'll thank us because if if it weren't for the tennessee volunteers it wouldn't be a state brother you know what i'm saying we've been around a lot longer than they have i would love to just go down there i i i I think it'd be an orange overload you know there's there'd be a lot of fans not you know just look like an all orange crowd but I, i just think that it would be a great matchup and uh i'd love to see it now there is I do have a backup, Mike. Okay. Georgia State. I want to cross them. 
I want to go down there and just wipe them out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that one, that one stuck in my crawl last year, obviously. And, and, you know, so you talked about, it'd be perfect if they would never, uh, pick Tennessee again, you know, or never let that game happen. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's Michigan and app state. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those that you, you just can't get over until you beat them again. So I would like to see that matchup one more time. Mm. It won't be entertaining, but it, at least it'll be rewarding for me. You know, I'm surprised these teams don't play more often, but the number one team that I would like to see Tennessee play more often. And I think it's feasible that they could play them even this year. If they, if they needed to, I'd like to see Tennessee and North Carolina play. And I think that's a, you know, that would be an interesting matchup. North Carolina is being projected as a top 25 team, just like Tennessee. So it's pretty fairly evenly matched. And we got Mac Brown. Of course, he's from Tennessee. And we got a number of Tennessee assistants that have ties to North Carolina now. And they're starting to really recruit that state. So I don't know. It just makes sense on a lot of levels. Tennessee, North Carolina, border states there. Just don't see them get on the field very often. But uh, what, what's your thoughts on a series like that? That's not bad. You know, maybe I thought about this wrong. You know, I like when I said Texas, I was thinking like ever, forever, you know, like every year we play them. Mm -hmm. And if we're just talking like this season, mm -hmm. uh, maybe I would change it. You know, maybe maybe something up north. You know, Virginia would wouldn't be a bad deal. Virginia Tech, you know, that was a fun game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's good for recruiting. I like the North Carolina, you know. I think of North Carolina, I think of that that damn field goal kick. I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> yeah, Man, that 2010, one. I think. Golly, that was a terrible game. So, yeah, no, maybe we can get a little revenge there, you know. So, North Carolina's good. That's I think we need to get over there, you know. When Clemson started doing better recruiting and become you, – you noticed that they sucked a lot of Tennessee's recruits, man. So, if we could get back over there and get some love from, from those states, who knows, maybe we can get back to on top with recruiting-wise. Right. When you're Tennessee and you claim the Smokies, you know, you got it on your alternate – Smoky mm -hmm. Jersey, you got the you got the mountains on your helmet. You've got to claim dominion on both sides of that bad boy. You can't just say you got one half of the mountain. You got to get the whole dang mountain. <laughs> and that's a that's another reason why I'd, I'd love to see Tennessee, North Carolina play a little bit more. And you you mentioned Virginia Tech. That was my backup option. Let's just do another Bristol. You know what I mean? How great would yeah. that be for this year if we could manage that Bristol right kind of in the middle there? But Hell oh, no, 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 no more Bristol. No. That was a one-time, dude. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you, that was a great game. That was a great atmosphere. Uh, we went up there. We camped out. Uh, we had the uh, had the camper and everything. We got shmammered. You know, we walked down. The tailgate experience was awesome. It was such a huge event. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, sitting in those stands and watching that game, it was like watching ants play. I was watching the Jumbotron <laughs> the whole time. You know, I almost wished we would have just stayed at the camper and watched it there. No, I'm just kidding. I, I enjoyed I was I was glad I was part of the, the largest college football game played ever, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that ship has sailed, buddy. I think we've got to uh, – I, would, I wouldn't mind doing a home-and-home. 
you know, and, and watch them do their, their Sandman thing there and then just destroy them and watch them pout all the way back to their cars. You know, I think that would be great. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm over the neutral site games. Uh, I'm, as you know, I'm a big home and home and we, I did Bristol once, but I don't think, I don't think it would do as well the second time. All right. No, you make some good points there. I'm just, Hey, I'm just trying to make 2020 fun again <laughs> here, but, uh, yeah, no, I got you. But, uh, Hey, that I we went through all fourteen teams. I think we got some pretty interesting matchups here, and um, who knows? Here in a couple of weeks, we may actually get some of these games. So, I, hey, I'm just fired up, just kind of talking about the hypotheticals. You know what? Just reading about this North Carolina Tennessee game. You know that damn field goal? They should never have had the opportunity to kick it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if you could do some research. Mike, we do got a, a mailbag from a couple couple of folks. Ollie being one of them sent us over a video thing. So later in this week uh, on our next pod, we're going to get to mailbag questions. And if you got any questions, feel free to send them to uh, that SEC podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Twitter. Uh, the reddit all these all these platforms we're on now you can even email if you got a question you can even email it to that sec podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll also be reading the reviews on the next podcast so if you've got yourselves an apple product iphone anything like that give us a five-star rating if you write out a review we'll be sure to read it on air and uh mike will be sure to send you a koozie if you send a screen screenshot his way yeah that's right i've already sent a couple out this week so Get them while they're hot. <laughs> we're we're getting down to. Um, I think we're only we've only got about 20, 25 left. So I'm gonna have to put in a shipment for more koozies because we really do appreciate those coming our way, and that's just our way of saying thanks. We'll send you. We'll keep sending them as long as you guys keep giving us those five star written reviews. We really do appreciate it. But uh, hey, I think we talked about an hour here. Got some good football talk, but uh, I think that's gonna do it for this one, Shane. Thanks for joining me. As always, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you, guys. Go Vols. Hey, and I will say this, Mike. If you got a koozie, it better have a cold beer in it. Send a picture to us. We'll be sure to retweet it. Uh, saw saw a koozie out there last week on the on the lake, man. Yeah, that looked good. That looked like a good time, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was at work. I was like, I was a little jealous, man. That koozie said I was having a better day than I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all I got, man. See you guys.